conversations to inspire. My name is Jenna Padilla Vega, and I will be your host. Tune in weekly to hear my conversations with exceptional individuals that will captivate, motivate, and inspire you to live your best life. and welcome to the podcast. This is Conversations to Inspire and today I am here with Jazzy Castillo who is a vegan fitness coach. Hi Jazzy. Hey. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. So I uh, I actually don't know um, Jazzy very well so we're gonna hand it over to Jazzy and let her tell us all about herself. Well I'm Jazzy. Um, I just moved to Las Vegas from California where I lived my entire life. My parents are both from Mexico, and I'm first-generation American. Same. We have that in common. Cool. Yeah. um, I had a very fun upbringing, I would say. I'm in a very big family. I'm one of five kids right in the middle. I guess I had that middle child syndrome. Oh, my gosh. Another commonality. Middle child's over here. Yeah. You know, always wanted to be an overachiever Mm -hmm. because I had the rebellious siblings and I had the goody two-shoes siblings so I kind of fit right in the middle of all of that Mm -hmm. um I was I grew up in Southern California you know we didn't have a whole lot I know we we also relate on that Mm -hmm. and then I moved over to a more suburban area in California and I just love moving so now I'm in Las Vegas (laughs) and how long have you been here in Las Vegas since January how are you liking it so far I love it because nothing closes, Mm -hmm. and I like to eat at 1 a.m. sometimes. (laughs) Where I lived, forget it. I mean, you only had Denny's and Jack in the Box, Mm -hmm. so I had, like, one thing to eat. (laughs) To me, the biggest thing when I moved here is that the grocery stores don't close, or they close very late. And um, back in the small town where I lived, the grocery store closed at, like, 9 or 10. Oh, my gosh. And now I'm just, like, I look at the clock sometimes, and I go to the grocery store at 9 or 10. I usually go to the grocery store at 9 or 10. Yeah, and I just couldn't do that back home. So I'm just like, oh, the city's amazing. You can get groceries at any hour. That's like the biggest upside for me. And I love the fact that they are a very plant-based friendly community here. I came yes. from California, which is also very accepting of the vegan community. But here, I was very surprised at how much it has grown. Mm-hmm so many new businesses it's really cool yeah las vegas is really um thriving in that uh sector where we i think we've grown by four vegan restaurants have gone grown by 400 percent in the past year alone and there's no signs of stopping some of them are expanding to multiple locations and it's just getting better and better for us so really really stoked about that me too So can you tell us a little bit about when you decided to take on fitness as a career and how long you've been doing that? Well, if you were to ask me, what would I picture myself doing? I would never say I would be a plant-based fitness coach. I would never say I would be in fitness because that is kind of an odd thing. Like, I never was into fitness. I never was vegan. I grew up with a very typical standard American diet, and I loved it. I had no complaints about it. If you were to ask me what my favorite foods were, it was filet mignon. Like, I was not a vegan or anything close to it all growing up. And something clicked in my earlier 20s. I've been plant-based for four years now. And it really changed my outlook on life, I suppose. I got into fitness, funny, I got into fitness about six years ago. And it happened after a breakup Uh where I was, I had moved away from my family I was sitting in my empty apartment just thinking, like, what the heck am I doing? 
I realized, you know, when you have, I don't know if this has ever happened with you, but you, you have an epiphany that you've been accepting mediocrity for God knows how long. Yes. And you were like, what on earth have I been doing? And I was committed to not being who I had been ever again. Mm-hmm. So part of that journey was I was going to get fit and I was going to look hot. <laughs> yes. So that way, whomever I attract in my life after this day is going to be part of my Jazzy 2.0 transformation. Yes. So it wasn't an easy road for sure, but it's definitely an addictive one once you start seeing yourself change and a lot changes when your fitness changes. Mm -hmm. And I was coaching friends and family for free or for very cheap for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until this year, actually in February, I went to Grant Cardone's 10X Growth Con here in Las Vegas. And it was very inspiring. I knew that I wanted to do something with fitness long term. That's my purpose plant-based fitness specifically because I I am much more passionate about it now that I am plant-based than I was prior and I I found that I had this like limiting belief of if I get into fitness and charge money for it that it takes away from its value and how I'm contributing to the world and I felt guilty doing that Mm. but then it was I went to 10x and I'm like okay get it together because I'm able to serve people on a higher level if I can do it for a living and can give them my 100% attention so my actual official business began in February yeah I think that's that's something that people uh find when they're following their passion and um, they feel so great about what they're doing because it really is like their ultimate passion. They feel like if they start to monetize it, it's going to make it cheap and it's going to detract from what they, they do and what they can offer. But you're totally, you're right on the money. You know, if you can do that full time, you can better serve people if you are monetizing your passion. So good for you. Good for doing that. Thank you. So yeah. Can you share with us what you like most about fitness? The reason I am obsessed with fitness is because it is a hobby that constantly rewards you so when you go and get your life together with fitness it not only allows you to feel so much better about yourself but when you feel good about yourself your relationships improve everyone around you tends to like being around you a little bit more Mm -hmm. your productivity is enhanced when you are more fit Mm -hmm. and I was going to mention this a little bit later but there is a study that was published in Time magazine that said women who are physically fit tend to create 10% more income than women who are not so not only does it affect the way that you the the amount of comfort you are in your own skin or the amount of comfort you have in your own skin but people tend to like to be around you a little bit more because you like yourself more Mm -hmm. you're more productive in your business you Mm -hmm. earn more income yeah everything benefits when you take care of your health and fitness and these things people don't always think about when they're getting in shape they just think I want to lose five pounds or ten pounds and fit a little better in my jeans but in reality when you embark on this journey you get so much more out of it than you ever expected and no no other hobby will do that for you yeah, that's so true. I hadn't thought about it. Um, I haven't thought about that aspect of you could actually make more money if you're more fit and how, how those two are related. That's amazing. Or it costs you to not be fit. Yeah. <laughs> if you, look at the, if you um, flip the switch on that and yeah, looking at it that way, it's costing you money to not be fit. Holy cow. That's awesome. Okay. 
I need to start getting more fit. <laughs> okay, can you um, can you share with us what you think the biggest misconception is about fitness? I know there's a lot, but what would you say is like the biggest misconception? I love this question because it's something that I really try to drill into people's minds is many have the idea that if you're going to get into fitness, it's going to take from you. It's going to take from your time. It's going to take from your energy, which you could be giving both of those to your family, to your spouse, to your business, to other things you prefer to be doing aside from your fitness. Mm -hmm. And they think it's not fun. And you eat boring food and you have to say no to fun things and you can't hang out with your friends and go out to eat. Basically, you don't get to live life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that way. And the reason why this is a misconception, especially when it comes to plant-based fitness, I don't want to necessarily touch on non-plant-based fitness because not everything I'm about to say will apply. Mm -hmm. But with plant-based fitness, I find it's very freeing Mm -hmm. because what do most diets have you on? Low-carb, low-calorie, and that's not the case with plant-based fitness. You can actually eat a lot of carbs. And I encourage my clients to eat a lot of calories too. Mm And a lot of the food is a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't like eating beans? And who doesn't like eating some bread from time to time? Who doesn't like all that stuff? I mean, black bean burgers, beet burgers. Heck yeah, I'm down for all that. Oh, carbs, sweet potatoes. Yes, all the potatoes. potatoes. Almost every single day. And it's such a good... Um, health food so nutritionally dense and people you know will stay away because it has it it's carbs but right fruit I mean some people stay away from fruit and that makes me crazy because fruit is such a healing food so Mm -hmm. just the fact that people think they're going to be robbed of something they are going to have less of something if they commit to their fitness that is a very common misconception yeah because everything I mentioned here you actually get more of that when you embark on your fitness journey yeah that's such a great answer and you're, you're so right I, even myself I I think oh I'm gonna lose time and I need to devote that time to this but you don't think about all the all the amazing benefits and everything that you gain I love that answer can you share with us why you decided to go vegan I'm really curious to I'm always curious to hear people's stories about why they went vegan um, so yeah what was your reason I was on a health kick at the time and I decided to watch a documentary called Vegucated. Mm. And it talks a lot about the environmental effects of going vegan or of not being vegan, I guess. And same thing with the treatment of the animals and the health aspect. So I know this sounds kind of sad to say, but at the, that time in my life, I wasn't, I just thought eating animals was a part of life. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, but too bad. Mm-hmm. And it's very weird that I think that now because I'm very opposite now. But A lot of people think that way because, you know, it's part of uh, the normal conditioning mm-hmm. that that's just, you know, that's part of life. And sometimes some parts of life are sad, you know, and that's mm-hmm. it is what it is. But now you know it's not that way. Right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be part of, of our diet. So Right. On the documentary, when they started mentioning the health aspect of it, I was like, oh, I've kind of been trying to lose a few pounds. I should try this little vegan diet. Mm -hmm. So I remember also the environmental part really bothered me because I've always claimed to really care about the environment. Mm -hmm. And at the time I called my mom and said, mom, we're going to go vegan for 14 days. Let's just try it. And she's like, okay, that sounds a little nuts. Why would we do that? And I told her all the things I learned in the documentary. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, well, I'll try anything with you. And 14 days isn't that bad. Mm -hmm. And I really did not think I would go any 
further than 14 days. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate the way that I started this whole journey because that 14 days allowed me to not think outside of 14 days. Mm -hmm. So many people, when they start anything new, the first thing they think about is everything that they're losing. Oh my gosh, you mean now I can never have a quesadilla? Mm -hmm. Now I can never have In-N-Out? What? And then they tend to back out on their decision right away. Mm -hmm. So since I knew it was 14 days, I was able to clear all of those thoughts from my mind and really just enjoy the moment. And I went and tried all the restaurants and all the ice creams and all the things I could have that were vegan. Mm -hmm. And we we ended up having a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. So we're like, let's just do 21 days. And then it went to 30. And it ended up being very easy and very fun. And we're like, my gosh, we have crazy energy now. (laughs) So it stuck and Mm -hmm. I went cold turkey. However, I did reintroduce fish for a, a limited amount of time because I'm like, okay, if, I, if I'm going to do this thing, I don't know if I'm ready yet to never have sushi again. So I almost got in that mentality that I was saying right now yeah. that I already missed it, even though I was doing great. Mm-hmm. So I had a little bit of a phase where I was eating fish only for sushi. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, no, this doesn't feel right anymore. And I stopped that. Yeah. Okay. Did you, have you tried uh, vegan sushi? Chef Kenny's, yes, yep. I have. Oh my gosh! <laughs> For all the uh, Las Vegas locals listening, you gotta go to Chef Kenny's. It's so good. There's this place in Costa Mesa called Kensho. I hope I'm saying that name right. And they have some of the best vegan sushi I've ever had as well. Ooh. Costa Mesa, California. Nice. All right, yeah. There's there's nothing to be missed on the vegan diet. We have it all, and it's delicious and cruelty free. <laughs> all right, so. Um, actually, I'm really curious before we move on. Did your mom stay vegan? My mom is still vegan. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And my, my boyfriend is now vegan. My nice. sisters are vegan. Oh, wow. And her kids are vegan. Oh, my gosh. Was that all because, you know, Jazzy decided to make everyone vegan? <laughs> no. You know, surprisingly, my goddaughter, she is nine years old now. It was her idea first, and we oh, all wow. thought she was a little bit nuts wow. when she found that her little shrimps on her plate were actual shrimps, and she oh, freaked no. out and told us she never wants to eat it again oh wow so she started this whole thing but we didn't really uh jump on board with it until i gave everyone crap about it yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's uh it's so beautiful to see that coming from children but it's also heartbreaking because when they come to the realization you know that they're eating all these animals that they love and they really can't you know control their diet too much because they are children so it's awesome that, you know, she kind of started it and then you're just like, we're going to we're going to do this, everybody. My sister was great about not making her eat it if she didn't yeah. want to eat it. So that was a good thing, too. She would literally cry if oh. she found that she was eating an animal. Yeah. And um, in the very first episode with Bryn, we talked about that. We briefly mentioned, you know, there's a lot of people that have seen those videos where the kids don't want to eat the animal products because it's sad and they realize you know that that chicken on your plate is the chicken that you know you like to run around with and exactly. you know and, and and play with so okay I'm also really curious to know how has your health changed since going vegan have you noticed a huge difference not or not really or how has that been for you yes there has been a lot of change with my health both up and down when I was pre-vegan I found that I needed to be very meticulous in what I was eating and if I were to veer off of my diet at the time I would see it Mm -hmm. usually pretty quickly yeah and that was a bit discouraging because I felt like I wasn't very free Mm -hmm. and when I went vegan originally when I was cooking at home I didn't know that there were so many different 
meat and cheese replacements. So I was eating a lot of things that were very vegetable-rich, fruit-rich, and my health was the bomb. Mm -hmm. So good. I felt amazing, and my body just responded very quickly. And I found that I could eat very high quantities of carbs and still maintain my physique, which yeah. was very fun, very empowering. I loved it. Yeah. And then I found out about all the other fun vegan <laughs> foods that yeah. I never knew existed. But if you stroll through the Whole Foods freezer section, basically everything that you find in that vegan freezer section, that was in my freezer too. Oh, yeah. And I was going ham on these. Well, also... In my defense, mm -hmm. at the time, I was following a way of eating called macro calculating, where you have a designated amount of protein, carb, and fat to eat each day, mm -hmm. and you need to be right on the numbers every single day. Mm -hmm. So my protein goal was about 125 grams of protein, wow. which is a lot. Yeah. Your average protein shake is usually 20 grams. Mm -hmm. So clearly I can't live off of a protein shake. So I was really relying on Beyond Burgers, which had something like 25 grams of protein. I and was for, for, those of, um, for those of you that don't know the average of um, protein that you should be getting a day, can you share with uh, what the averages are for men and women? This is a controversial subject. Yeah. Many believe that it is between 0.8 grams of protein per pound of pound of body weight body weight yeah <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have done a lot of testing on this myself mm -hmm. throughout this year and I've heard there are some influencers in the vegan community particularly medical medium mm -hmm. he's very big right now that says you don't need anywhere near that yeah. and you could survive build muscle on as little as 30 40 50 grams of protein a day which was a very insane thought for me because I was very much on the protein train for a long time mm -hmm. and I have found that it is absolutely unnecessary to eat the volume of protein that I was eating. That math for most women is uh, the the amount of protein most women need a day is thought to be about 55 grams of protein um, on average you know if you have an average height average weight and you're not trying to build muscle and then for men I believe it's like um, 60 65 for the same thing if you're average height average weight not trying to build muscle um, but I'm the same you know as you uh, during my plant-based nutrition course we learned that you don't need anywhere near that amount and even if you're trying to build muscle you um, can do that perfectly well on 30 grams of protein a day you know if you're um, average height and weight and and still trying to gain muscle like you don't need nearly the amount of protein that we've always believed we needed and um, yeah I won't get too much into the nutrition of that because I could talk about that for days um, <laughs> So, well, on that note, too, a lot of my clients are surprised when I tell them I don't track protein at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't care about it. Yeah. Because it's not the protein that builds the muscle, it's the amino acids. Mm -hmm. So if you have a diet that's very rich in fruit and vegetables in their natural form, yes. so you're not frying them, boiling them, overcooking them, if you have a green smoothie, for instance, mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of what it takes to build muscle. Yeah, I said out loud just now because that's so refreshing to hear, uh, you know, a fitness coach say, I don't track protein. That's like almost unheard of. I know, either it gives me credibility or it takes it away, right? Because some people are <laughs> yeah. so on this protein train that if I say that, 
like, whoa, that's against everything I've read on Google. That's against everything my old trainers have told me. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why I am a trainer for a, a type, a certain type of group of people, for sure. Yeah, that, are, that have that open mentality, I assume, that are willing to just try it and, and, and realize that things are not as, you know, you've learned them to be. Right. And, you know, when I was eating the 120-something grams of protein a day, that's not a sustainable life. No. I mean, I was eating basically everything from the freezer section because that was the only way I found it to be possible to eat that much protein. Mm-hmm. And it did it did affect my health negatively. I had, well, all through high school, I had bad acne. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to shake it. And my mom put me on proactive and their formula didn't work. And then they put me on extra strength. And finally that worked, but it was burning my skin. Mm-hmm. It was painful to use the acne system. And it had gone away for a little bit, and then it actually became its worst about a year into being vegan. Mm -hmm. And I was so distraught about it because I'm such a believer in the plant-based lifestyle, and I didn't understand why my skin was not agreeing with that. And I found that it was all of the ingredients that are in these high-protein frozen foods. And the moment I removed them from my diet and replaced them with things like beans, lentils, sweet potatoes, my skin changed dramatically. Mm Yeah, one of the things that um, you're told when you go vegan is that your skin is going to improve, you're going to have healthy glowing skin, and when that doesn't happen immediately, you get discouraged because you're like, this is one of the signs of, you know, health, and so what's going on? That was one of the reasons why I have gone vegan as well, because my skin was always something that I was very self-conscious about, Mm -hmm. and I was never able to fix it. Mm -hmm. I just would cover it as much as I could, and I would you know, tried to not leave the house barefaced because I had a lot of scarring. It was very red and inflamed all the time. So that was one thing I was really hoping to get out of it. And it did not happen until I went whole foods Mm plant-based. You, um, you have a video about this on YouTube, about the same topic where you talk about your acne. You have it on your, um, on your YouTube channel. So in the show notes, I'll go ahead and include that link so everybody can check that out because it's a, it's a really good video. Thank you. Um, okay, so did you notice, um, were there any other negative things that you noticed uh, that changed in your health after you went vegan that um, that kind of persisted or you haven't been able to resolve? That I still have not been able to resolve? No. Yeah. As of right now, I am, I don't only eat whole food plant-based, so just to tell everyone what whole food plant-based means, it's eliminating processed foods, so it, it's it's basically fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, lentils, legumes. Mm-hmm. It does not include high amounts of soy and things. Mm-hmm. Not that I have any vendetta against soy. It just didn't agree with my body, and it tends to not agree with a lot of people's body. Mm-hmm. So ever since going whole foods plant-based, I find that my health just continues to get better and better. I did go through a phase where I was having some digestive discomfort. I was bloating a lot, Mm -hmm. but that was also during the time where I was eating a lot of things to hit those protein goals. So that has gotten better. It has not healed completely. So with your digestive system, it takes time to heal that. So I'm still working on that and it's still getting better. Okay. And I want to get your opinion on a couple of things. Um, What is the main reason that you find uh, that people don't work out? What is the biggest reason? I know there's a lot of those as well. You know, people, and a lot of them can be very valid. You know, some people have kids, some people work two jobs, some people have um, a lot of other commitments, you know, outside of work and fitting the gym isn't, you know, isn't ideal for them. But 
what do you feel is the main reason people don't get to the gym? I will give you the top two reasons that I receive when I ask people this question. Mm -hmm. It's I don't have enough time or I don't know what to do. Mm. Yeah. So with, with not knowing what to do, you would think that's kind of an easy fix. Okay, well, you can always go on YouTube or whatever. But there's, there, I, I've found that many people feel uncomfortable, so uncomfortable in the gym, not knowing what to do, that it causes them to leave and never want to go back. So there's an element of feeling embarrassed or feeling silly going without really knowing exactly what you're doing. Like we want to be professionals the day we walk in. Yes. And I understand it's uncomfortable. Um, and so I would say that that is probably one of the biggest reasons I hear next to I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all seen, I'm, I'm sure we've all seen, you know, clips of the people that go into the gym and it, it makes us laugh because, you know, they don't know what they're doing and they're in the machine and they're using it all wrong, and <laughs> but they're trying to have the confidence and it's hilarious. And honestly, I think I've done that too. I'm pretty sure I've like missed the machine <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try because I want to make some changes. But yeah, it can be very intimidating. Well, also, so on that note, there are, I've seen a lot of videos on Instagram of people low-key recording someone else that's quote-unquote making a fool of themselves at the gym, not knowing what they're doing. Right. And a lot of the time, they are doing a workout that that person just has never heard of. Yeah. So there are all point. types of times where I have used a machine in a non-conventional way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure someone's like, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, working my glutes, girl. You should try it, you know? So people think, yeah. oh, my gosh, they don't know what they're doing. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. people are just finding new ways to use machines. So I guarantee you, if you go into the gym and you do everything wrong, one of two things will happen. One, nobody will know and nobody will care because no one's looking. Mm-hmm. Or two, you'll find some nice person come up and say, hey, can I show you how to do this? Mm-hmm. And really, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And, and to the, um, another point about misusing the machines, I think that, like I said, I've done it before too. I'm pretty sure I've done it. You still are getting in there and you're trying which is, I think, like what really should really count towards uh, towards wanting to make progress in your fitness journey, right? As long as you're getting in there and you're trying, I think eventually you'll figure it out. Like I did, you know, I've used some machines incorrectly, and eventually I figured it out. But yeah, it's it can be really intimidating. So if you're trying, you will always, always figure it out. Yeah, one hundred percent. As long as you don't give up. As long as you don't give right. As long yeah. as you continue trying. Yeah. So why do you find, I'm curious about to know like your, your clientele, why do you, uh, your clients uh, come to you? What are their main reasons for starting their fitness journey? I would say that my clients have come to me because they feel as though I understand them. Mm-hmm. Many of them have a level of education on plant-based nutrition. They're not complete novices. Mm-hmm. So they'll come to me and say, hey, I'm hearing stuff about protein and and soy and I don't I don't know what to make of it I'm not really sure what to do about it you know my current trainer is asking me to start eating fish or they're suggesting I start drinking casein supplements for muscle growth mm-hmm. and I don't feel right about it so I find that when they come to me they feel as though I get them mm-hmm. and also I'm always learning I'm always a student so I also know that a lot of the things that people are being taught are not 
usually there's another angle to them, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of coaches, I find what their downfall is, is they, they only believe there's one way of mm-hmm. doing something. Yeah. And they try to force their client into this one way. And when clients come to me, I feel like they have tried a lot of things at that point and it hadn't worked for them and they're frustrated. Yeah. And they've, they're like, this girl understands me and I trust that she will get me where I'm trying to be. Mm-hmm. So to that, to that point, are most of your clients plant-based or do you have like a mix? Like what's the ratio of plant-based to non-plant-based? They are not all 100% plant-based going in, but they all have the goal to be that. Mm-hmm. So I don't put anything but a plant-based meal plan together. Mm-hmm. And I am absolutely conscious if they need help transitioning that way. Mm-hmm. But they also know on a moral level, I, I don't feel right having salmon or tilapia on their meal plan. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, they are majority plant-based. I had like one of my clients, she came in vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So we found ways to make it easier for her to go in and eliminate the cheese and the dairy. And she actually had a very easy time doing that. Mm-hmm. But if someone is still, ah, I don't know if I believe in plant-based, I'm not the coach for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know confidence is a really big part of uh, fitness. It comes, it comes with fitness. But what if you don't have any confidence when you're first starting out? What can you tell us about, about that? I would have to say that if you want to gain confidence, fitness is probably the most effective way to get there. When I started fitness, I was not confident at all. And it's one of the reasons why I did it, because I was not happy with my reflection in the mirror. I saw that I had been making poor choices with my food, with my neglecting being active. I was consuming alcohol. So I I was not happy with who I was, and I believed that that present person I was was not going to attract what I want out of life especially not a partner that was someone I wanted long term so I felt as though because of my lack of confidence I needed to do this for myself and I have found that many people when they get into fitness or confidence skyrockets like you not only feel better about yourself but people sense it in you they sense that you are more secure with who you are as a human being you are proud to live in your skin And by default, I feel like you kind of stop taking people's shit, too, because you're like, I'm the best. I have gone through a lot to get to where I am, and no one is going to tear me down. So I have found fitness to be the number one confidence booster. Yeah, so it seems like the um, your your complete mentality changes. I mean, aside from your body changing, having more confidence because your body's like so much, you know, um, better than like you're very physically fit and um, you... You know, you can grow your booty to be nice and round and shapely and exactly what you want it to be. But then there's also like the mentality um, aspect that comes with it where you you gain confidence um, through that, right? Well, that's actually, and I should have mentioned that in my last sentence. When I had gained confidence via fitness, it had nothing to do with what my body looked like. Mm -hmm. It started out because of what my body looked like. But as I went through the process of becoming fit, I learned what I was capable of, and I learned that I was quitting early on on a lot of things, and it really was an emotional transformation even before my physical transformation, or, you know, the emotional transformation really trumped everything else, Mm -hmm. 
because I found out I was like super badass under all of these layers, under all of these limiting beliefs and all these things I was telling myself about, oh, I'm never going to attract anyone great and, and I suck and all these things I was telling myself at the time, mm-hmm. that beneath all of that, I had the potential to be really freaking badass and I find a lot of my clients end up feeling that way where they're like, whoa, I didn't even know I had this in me. And just knowing that, they have a pep in their step. You yeah. know, they're like, wow, if I can do this, I can do a lot of other stuff. So the the nice part about fitness is what it takes to be successful in fitness is the same thing it takes to be successful at anything. What is it? Persistence, diligence. You need to keep your eye on the goal. You need to overcome discomfort. You need to be disciplined. So if you can do that in your fitness, you've learned how to do that basically in life. So you can apply that in all the other aspects of your life too. Mm-hmm. So you really set down a really great foundation that you can carry on everywhere else. So that's, I guess, why you that is why you become more confident because you have overcome something so major and now it's translating into everything else. Yeah, so you not only gain this you know, new amazing body, you also gain all these tools that you can apply to other areas of your life towards your relationships with other people, towards you know, your, um, uh, how you function at work. So it just seems like an overall um, beneficial thing to do for every aspect of your, your life is what it sounds like. Yes, absolutely. So with with fitness, with life, I guess, we can use the example of life. If you are giving 60 or 70% of your effort towards something, you're going to receive probably 50% of the results. You probably won't even get the even 60 or 70 back. You probably get a little bit less. And the same goes for your fitness. So if you are putting in half of the amount of time that you know you should be, you're going to get less results in that. So really everything that you apply to fitness applies to everything else. So it's, you learn so many lessons in this process. Mm-hmm. So I want to shift a little bit and talk about holiday diets. And um, this is the reason why I wanted to have you on during this uh, time of the year is because, you know, holiday diets can be, can be very tricky. People either um, go one way where they're like, I'm going to be really good. I'm not going to um, eat any of this stuff. Or they say, screw it, I'm going to eat all the things and come January, it's going to be my resolution to get fit. We talked about this before we started recording and you said the the most common thing you see is what? I've never heard of anyone going super ham on their goals and not enjoying the holidays. (laughs) I normally only see people say, eh, well, it's winter, I'm working on my winter bod now. Yeah. And I'll start on my on my goals come the new year I never see I think I would I would respect someone if they're like yo my goals are more important than eating mashed potatoes so I'm going to focus on the prize like all power to you I would never tell someone to slow down or whatever if you have something that's important to you go after that but more often than not people are like, I'll restart my goals in January. Yeah, gonna indulge. I've heard of, uh, or I've seen a couple, maybe, no, maybe two or three, three people, yeah, a handful of people um, say that they're not gonna indulge, that they're on a diet and they abstain from all the holiday food, but that's literally like, I can think of three people right now that I've seen do that, and that's it in my lifetime. So yeah, it's definitely more common to just say, I'm gonna indulge, and come January, I'm gonna get really healthy and fit. But then what happens in January, you know? Well, what I see a lot of is people going super crazy 
And this is not only in in the winter time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people go a little overboard on their indulgences and then they try to fix it with a diet. Mm -hmm. So this is, yeah, common in in the holiday season where people go and enjoy all the food and then they're stuck with now a bigger uh, goal to make Mm -hmm. come the new year because now they don't have to lose their six pounds. Now it's like 12. Right. So they've really increased the amount of activity they need to start doing. So they overindulge with the thought of it's okay if I gain a few extra pounds because, because I'm in January do it right. Right. Okay. So do you get um, do you get a lot of people that say okay I overindulged and now I need to fix it? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I would say more people that I talk to just in general want to fix their habits. Their habits, okay. Yeah, because chances are if you are one to indulge in the holidays, you probably indulge on like 4th of July too, and Halloween on the candy, and you probably indulged on, you know, the other holidays before the the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So generally we're working on habits. We're not just working on what happened over the holidays. And what I tell people when the holidays comes up, because this is a very common, like everyone uses the excuse of the holidays. Oh, after the holidays, I will do this and be this and have this and all these things. We have all these mighty goals of who we're going to become once these holidays are over. Mm -hmm. Now these holidays we talk about, they're what, three, four days? in this holiday season that are actually holidays Mm -hmm. you know you have your thanksgiving and if you're like my family we celebrate christmas eve and christmas and then there's new year's and i know not everyone celebrates the same type of holidays but generally we have around the same number of days that we all get together and enjoy food that maybe we wouldn't eat otherwise Mm -hmm. but if you were to only indulge four days from now until January, you would be actually very fine. Mm -hmm. And your body would be very fine too. And you would not need to really do any type of damage control where we, where we mess up is we consider these two, three months as an entire two, three month holiday. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. So enjoy your time with your family, with your friends and have some pie and and eat the the vegan stuffing and yeah have a good time have fun but also consider that there are just some types of foods that your body does not like and still be conscious of that still be kind to yourself don't have excessive amounts of alcohol you know uh canola oil don't have you know things that actually harm you try to stay away from that in general not just on the holidays but just in general and and you will be fine your body will be equipped to handle what you throw at it assuming that you take good care of yourself the rest of the time okay so what um what would you tell people that want to that you know are already thinking the holidays are upon us i'm gonna i'm still gonna just indulge because it's you know once once a year that i see my family for these holidays and then but come New Year's, I'm really going to get on track and I'm really going to start working out. What would you say to people with that type of mentality? I would say that when, when someone says, come the New Year, things will be different, it's just a cuter way of saying later. Mm-hmm. I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. And later never comes. How many years in a row have you told yourself that this is the year? that you will be this almighty, wonderful, magnificent you. 
And why is it the same goal every single year? Why do you feel like you're still starting from the same place you started last year? So if you look at just your own actions, and I'm not saying you, like looking at you, I'm saying in the general population, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of doing this myself, Mm -hmm. but when we wait to make a goal for the future, that's just allowing us to not take responsibility for it right now. If you want a fresh start, because I understand that a fresh start is very refreshing, you know, something about a new year, January 1st, it's very refreshing. But also consider that there is a Monday every single week Mm -hmm. and there is a morning every single day, an opportunity for you to be brand new, Mm -hmm. fresh, and start something really great. Mm-hmm. So there really is no reason to wait, especially if this is something that's important to you, that, that you really value, your health, your your physical body, then why wait until two, three months or two, three weeks or even two, three days from now to do something great for yourself when you have a brand new day coming just a few hours from now? Mm-hmm. Very true. I love, love that answer. So when would you say is the best time to start a workout regimen then it sounds like there is no best time of the year it's just you got to start no there is there it's is. right now okay. like like today <laughs> like get on the phone with someone and be like yo we're doing this because if you tell someone your goal it it solidifies a little bit more than when you just leave it in your own brain mm-hmm. because if there's no one that's going to hold you accountable to it we we just tend to go easy on ourselves mm-hmm. so sometimes on purpose we don't tell people our goals because we don't want anyone to give us crap if we don't get there Mm -hmm. but sometimes we need someone to give us crap if we don't get there because we're easy on ourselves so immediately you should tell someone your goal Mm -hmm. as outrageous as it is let's say you're like I want to lose 80 pounds all power to you do it girl Mm -hmm. or guy lose lose as much as you want to where you're still healthy of course you know but tell someone your outrageous goal whether they will believe you support you or not just so you can throw it out into the universe and declare that that's who you're going to become yeah and you need to do that asap like the moment you hear this Mm -hmm. call someone and be like this is what i'm gonna do yeah there's a really good um a book that by gretchen rubin where she talks about different personalities and how um, some people need outside accountability to get them, you know, to, to go through their, with their goals and meet, meet their goals. Um, and it, it seems like uh, with her research, it seems like the majority of people need that outside accountability. They, they need to be held accountable in order to reach um, these goals. And I find that I myself am very much that way. I would say 80% of my personality needs that outside accountability. So I'm really gl- glad that you brought that up and and said to just tell someone, tell someone what your goals are and, and go get it. Right. And you know, Tony Robbins talks about this as well, that if you, if you are in a point where you are very charged up to do something very awesome, you need to make, you need to do something right away to put that in motion. Because if you sleep on it, if you talk to people about it, if you start to uh, marinate in whether or not you want to do this, I'm not saying don't talk because obviously I just like go tell someone about it. Yes, tell them, declare it to them. Don't ask for their permission and don't ask for their advice on it. Tell them this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Because what Tony Robbins was saying is the moment you do something to put you in that direction, you're going to just build up so much momentum in that direction. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to sleep on it. Let me think about it. Let me let me just sit on the side and decide if that's something I want to do. And most of the time, we talk ourselves out of things that are good for us because we are 
we want to stay comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's a survival mechanism we have. We want comfort. We want to make sure we're safe and alive. And, you know, I get that. So you have to put, you have to put this in motion right away and do something so that way this becomes real. Go buy, uh, well, go invest in a trainer or go bring a friend along like, hey, what days this week can we go to the gym together? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, go throw out all the stuff in your fridge that's going to take you away from your goal. Go mm -hmm. grocery shopping and fill it with positive things. You know what I'm saying? So you have to yeah. do something right away. Use that momentum to really um, push you towards your goal. Right. Awesome. So earlier we talked about um, the one of the hangs, hang ups for people to uh, when it comes to working out is that they don't know um, how to work out so they can just go on Google and kind of you know there's millions of videos on how to start working out but um, what is your advice on on how to do that how, how what's the best way to start working out I, I'm not going to knock going on Google and going on YouTube to find ways to work out because it is effective a lot of people have become successful that way but I have found the majority of us don't mm -hmm. and sometimes it can be counterproductive to just assume we got this all by ourselves like I'll do it alone I don't need anybody's help because then you go and then you automatically get a bad taste in your mouth because you feel shy or you feel embarrassed or you feel you know you you right away start to attach this negative emotion these negative feelings to working out mm -hmm. and many times people take a long break from it because like, yeah I tried that it wasn't for me I had these experiences it was no fun so I find that sometimes when people insist on not seeking help that they hold themselves back even further because they want to do it alone and then they have a bad experience so if you really are serious you want to get your health in order you want to be vibrant and energetic and be there for your family and be your best you the best thing you can do is hire help mm -hmm. and say show me how to do this the right way so that way I'm not going through all this trial and error and feeling weird or feeling silly or feeling I don't know what I'm doing and having that guidance there so that way you can hit the ground running and actually start seeing results very quickly and not feeling like you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So there's um, also the misconception that if I start working out and I just follow whatever video, maybe it's going to be counterproductive, maybe I'm going to be doing the wrong thing and so I'll just wait until I figure out and I formulate some sort of plan and I have time to put a plan together because if I start doing you know, uh, a type of workout where I don't know exactly if that's the one for me, I might, I might um, do something that's detrimental to my health or my body. So, like hurt yourself? Yeah, like hurt, either physically hurt yourself or you might start building muscle the, ro the wrong way or you might start doing something that is not um, exactly going exactly precisely towards your goals. So that holds a lot of people back, you know, because um, they, they just they're unsure and they want to formulate a whole plan first, but then that involves research and they don't have the time. So what do you think about just starting and then figuring it out as you go? Is that something you recommend? Yes, I think you have to you have to figure out your personality type. Mm -hmm. So some people, they really rely on certainty, and certainty is what gets them through life. They need to be certain. They need to have a schedule. They need to know exactly what they're going to do and how, and being uncertain is very scary to them. Mm -hmm. So if you are a person who you value certainty, then honor that part of your personality and go based off of that. Make your move based off of that. So you set yourself up for success because yes, of course, if you are determined to do something, 
you will find a way, period. Mm -hmm. But you can give yourself, you can help yourself get there or you can make it harder. Mm -hmm. So I always suggest working with yourself and how you tend to deal with new things Mm -hmm. and go that way. So if you tend to be very embarrassed going to the gym and not knowing what you're doing, for sure, for sure, get someone to help you. Mm -hmm. And it can be a friend too. It's a friend that is, uh, you know, that will give you their time and show you how to do it for sure. If you are someone who doesn't really care what people think too much and you're like, I'm going to figure it out either way, all power to you, figure it out. For sure, just keep doing something. Keep moving forward Mm -hmm. no matter what. So that means even if you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations at times, just focus on why you're doing this Mm -hmm. and you will get there. There is no way to fail. I think that's something that a lot of us are afraid of. What if I put in all this work and nothing changes? What if I put in all of this time and I eat all this food that I'm not used to eating and nothing changes or I don't get where I'm trying to go or I still feel self-conscious and I wish I could shake people and tell them that does not happen. There is no chance that you will do that you will eat good food and you will exercise your body and stay the same. It does not happen. Mm-hmm. So I hope, oh, go ahead. And in the very least, I was gonna say, you'll you'll figure out what not to do or what doesn't work for you. But Absolutely. if you never start, you're never gonna figure that out, right? And you're never gonna get towards figuring out what does work for you and what, what you do, the type of workout that you do like. For sure, for sure. I'm trying to remember now the, um, the athlete, and I think it was Rich Roll, that um, said he wanted to start transforming his health um, and he you know he started kind of in a crazy way he didn't know how to start um, and he, one day he just decided to start running and he ran something crazy like he had never run before and it was like he went on a 10 mile run or something like that something crazy um, and he I always remember um, those words of you need to start and figure it out from there but don't sit there wondering thinking one day I'm gonna you know put together a plan and I'm really gonna attack this and then you just sit there waiting for time to put your plan together when really all you have to do is start and figure it out and and starting is gonna help you figure it out so starting um, is the hardest part yeah for sure and I feel like you can apply that to almost everything so uh, I have found you know through through my personal um, uh, challenges that starting and then figuring it out works because sometimes in the past I would sit there forever thinking about an idea that I have and thinking I have to do all this research and figure it out and then go so I do it the right way but there really is no right way and there certainly isn't a right way that everyone can apply you know it, it's very um, it can be very personal to to you especially something like working out everybody has their own uh, preferred method so yeah I, I really like that advice of start and figure it out as you go you don't have to have all the knowledge and all the tools if you wait for that you're probably not going to start very right soon. and you know a little story on that when I had when I was at that time where I was sitting in my apartment like who the heck am I what am I doing I had no knowledge on fitness at all I had never worked out I had bought P90X prior to that and tried two days and I'm like this is hard and I would put it away (laughs) and then I had bought insanity thinking well now I know why p90x was just it was just the wrong program Mm -hmm. so then I bought insanity which for those of you that don't know it is basically 
an entire 45 minutes of ass kicking, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. Really. I've seen the commercials, it looks intense. It's intense. Yeah. I mean, there were times because, so this is the way I decided to start getting fit. I didn't know how to work out in a gym, I didn't have a membership, nothing like that. So I got insanity, or I pulled it out of my boxes that I had stuffed away. And I'm like, you know what? I have enough compelling reasons to where I'm just going to go and I'm going to stop thinking and trying to plan. I'm just going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And I recall there were some times that I was crying through the workouts because it was hard mm-hmm. and I had never pushed myself that way to do anything really. Mm-hmm. And it was, you would think these are like sad tears. Oh my gosh, poor me. I'm like getting my ass kicked on insanity. But they were very empowering tears, <laughs> I guess, because I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. This is hard. Mm-hmm but I'm doing it and it's a very interesting experience to explain but yes that was kind of my take is like I just got this workout tape and I was just determined I'm going to keep moving period I'm not going to go back anymore because I was at a point where I was so unhappy with plan B Mm -hmm. and I had allowed plan B for so long Mm -hmm. that I'm like you know what plan A or nothing yeah and yeah I got my butt up at 6 a.m sometimes 5 a.m sometimes to get that workout and before I went to work and part of what is going to make you successful at this is you need to know why you're doing this. Yeah. And you need to know what happens when you don't. Yeah, that brings up a really good point. And actually, part of it, it's probably part of my next question is for those that haven't um, kind of like hit rock bottom or, you know, they haven't gone through a breakup to really uh, propel them into, into getting super fit, what are... Do you have any tips for people to stay motivated and to to either start being motivated to get into the gym or to stay motivated if they're having, you know, if they're wavering on their fitness journey? Yes, there are a few things. So real quick to note is motivation is something you hear a lot about. How can I stay motivated? And I want to express that you will not stay motivated. Mm -hmm. You won't. Because motivation always fades. Mm -hmm. And if you, uh, I don't know if you listen to Zig Ziglar, no. He's this motivational coach. He's mm-hmm. awesome. He's so funny. He passed away recently, but he always says motivation is like showering. You need to work on it every day. Oh, I have I've heard that line. I didn't know it was attributed to him. Okay. Yes, yeah. because you can't expect motivation to just last. Mm-hmm. You need to be proactive in surrounding yourself with people, with content that will get you in a place where you recall why you're doing this Mm -hmm. so if you're if the people you spend most time with are not supportive then perhaps consider hanging out with people that are also that also care about their health and care about their fitness and by default it will occupy your mind more Mm -hmm. also it's very helpful to because most of us we spend a lot of time on social media and we're exposing ourselves to all of these posts that we see so if you're following nothing but junk food Mm -hmm. or recipe pages that have you know vegan crunch wrap supremes Mm -hmm. you're gonna that's what's going to occupy your thoughts Mm -hmm. so right away i tell people to take note of what they are exposing themselves to Mm -hmm. and follow people who inspire you now if you have if you have a tendency of looking at people and and comparing yourself that's not productive so then go ahead and don't do that part but also don't follow accounts that are going to 
encourage you to go the opposite direction of your goals. Mm -hmm. So even if you have to follow accounts that say inspiring things, inspiring quotes, or whatever it is that's gonna pull the best you out of you, then do that because it's hard to sit down on your couch after a long day with Netflix on, scrolling through your phone, and seeing all this inspiring stuff and not feel a little bit inspired. Mm -hmm. But you have to take responsibility that if you want to get to this level, you need to constantly work at that every single day because you. if I'm motivated today, this same motivation will not be here in a week. Mm -hmm. There's going to be all these other things going on in my life that now are demanding my attention. Mm -hmm. It might not even be there the next half of the day. That's right? true. Because <laughs> things happen sometimes and life throws sour things at you and from one hour to the next, you can go from being super happy motivated to just down in the dumps and you're just like, I can't do it. So The real goal here is to work on discipline mm -hmm. because discipline is there whether you're motivated or not. So if you consider brushing your teeth. Many of us, we're not thinking, are, am I motivated to brush my teeth? No, but it's, it's something we don't even give thought to anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just part of our day. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, we, it's just, it's, there's no, if I don't brush my teeth, right? Like, I mean, most of us, mm -hmm. we don't even consider that because it's not an option to not brush your teeth that day. Right. So you, if you can get your health practices to be as automatic as brushing your teeth, that's when you hit the money. Mm-hmm because you don't think about it anymore. I mean, how often do you wake up and say, self, do you think brushing your teeth today sounds good? You don't ask yourself that. Am I that? motivated to brush my teeth today? Right, mm -hmm. I mean, motivation's irrelevant. Your right. emotions about it is irrelevant. Your opinion about it is irrelevant. You do it because you just know you got to. Yeah. So after so much time of working on this, it does get to that point, I promise it does, where if you, if you miss, if you're, let's say, not taking care of your health, it's just not acceptable anymore. Mm -hmm. And it does get to that point, but it takes discipline to get to that point. Just like how many, how many months when you were growing up did your mom have to tell you, go brush your teeth, and you're like, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. And you just had to, so yeah. now look at you now, brushing your teeth every day, yeah. not thinking about it. <laughs> very true, very true. Oh, I love that. Okay, so for people that um, don't know you, can you tell us about what you do um, what is uh, your fitness coaching all about and what do you do? How do you work with um, how do you work with people? So if someone's like interested in working with you, what would that look like? So number one is the goal is always transformation. The person needs to be on board with a transformation. Sometimes people come to me and they want to make a couple tweaks to the regimen and I'll help I will help them do that. But when I coach someone one on one very intimately, we're after a transformation mental physical transformation we are basically for 12 weeks hand in hand doing this together mm -hmm. and i need like a thousand percent commitment from them that they're going to do the things that are going to take them there however with my guidance it's not like you need to be motivated forever and ever and yeah. you know like i am there every step of the way to help them there but what i can't give someone is their own desire to be anything different you know mm -hmm. so if they're like look I've tried things and it hasn't worked and I need to be better. I need to be healthier. I need this. Mm -hmm. Then I'm your girl for sure. Okay. If you're unsure about that, then I'm not necessarily because like I said, my thing is transformation. It's not just help someone lose a pound or two or five. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's get this best life going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know that you um, do these um, 
you do some coaching through Facebook, right? Is that, can you tell us more about that? Yes, I do seven day challenges mm-hmm. about quarterly. I just finished one today, it ended today. Awesome. And I do them quite often. Um, they're seven days and basically I just hang out with a bunch of plant-based women on Facebook all week and I do a bunch of live trainings and we go over nutrition and all this stuff and they're completely free. They're so much fun, mm-hmm. so much fun and the groups are usually quite big. So I have a ton of fun doing that and I just love talking to people about fitness. Like if I, if I can do it all day, every day, mm-hmm. I would. I mean, I kind of do now, you know, mm-hmm. but it, they're a lot of fun. And other than that, when I actually coach someone intimately, it's all online. I don't meet them at the gym. It's all online and we communicate several times a week and you know I teach them how to do everything via the internet so but you're showing them like what to do and you're guiding them through it um, Absolutely. You're, just, you're just not literally physically next to them holding their hand precisely okay. so there shall be no confusion mm-hmm. when someone is working with me and if there is they need to tell me because we got to clear it up okay <laughs> <laughs> so um can you tell people how to reach you how to contact you where are you I'm very active on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, my handle is at jazzy vegan cakes cake like the dessert mm-hmm. so it's at Easy. jazzy jazzy vegan cakes <laughs> Easy to remember everyone loves cake everyone loves cake right it's just it's plural cakes okay and then um on facebook how can people find you so facebook.com i'm gonna spell it out it's forward slash jazzy cakes but it's with two y's and two s's so okay. j-a-z-z-y-y C-A-K-E-S-S. I'll go ahead and put those handles in the show notes for those of you that want to contact Jazzy and um, either talk to her or learn more about what she does or get some training. And Jazzy, this is the end of the show now. Is there any um, any last piece of advice, any last thoughts you want to leave people with? Yes. Right now is the best time of your life. Right now. So you deserve to live the absolute best, highest quality life that you can. You were not born into average. You were born to be great and magnificent and wonderful. And the vehicle in which you experience life, which is your body, should be working well to help you experience life in the best way possible. It's important that you take care of it and that you give it attention the same way that you give everything else attention in your life. This should be number one because this is what allows you to live life. I love that. I'm just like sitting. Here. I could listen to you talk forever. Oh, you can. Your, <laughs> I can talk forever. <laughs> your authenticity and your 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 realness and your expertise comes across so clearly. I could I could listen to you and watch you speak all day. Oh my gosh! Thank, thank you. you. That warms my heart. Thank you so much for for speaking with us today and for being on the show. It was such a pleasure, and we have to have you back at some point. We're going to talk about this some more. I would love that. All right. Thank you, Jazzy. Thank you. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Conversations to Inspire for episode extras like tips, tutorials, giveaways, and more.